Welcome to Womanhood Decoded. I'm your host, Tasha. This episode is sort of an introduction into where I am and what has brought me to podcasting and specifically to the area of womanhood. Story time. So let's get into it. It all starts here. I was living and working in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., when I came across Gabrielle Union's book, We're Going to Need More Wine. Immediately, I was captivated by her journey and experiences, specifically as it pertained to her struggles with fertility. At this time, I was about 35 years old and felt that I still had all the time in the world to get my quote-unquote life ducks in order before I even considered motherhood. Well, me being the inquisitive woman I am, some of which I blame on my many years as a TV news journalist and personality, I went to my OBGN a little earlier for an annual exam. The purpose was to make sure that everything in my lady areas was in good working condition and mainly to verify that I had tons of time before I began worrying about my fertility. Well, needless to say, after getting an abdominal scan and various other tests, I was told that I was dun 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 challenged to put it lightly in the area of fertility. After hearing those words, I immediately shut down and started thinking about the last decade of my life and how I was aggressively pursuing my career and educational goals, believing that I had all the time in the world to get my life ducks in order to position myself before having children. When I came back to the moment where my OBGN was going over my test results, I said, okay, I need a referral to a fertility specialist, to which she said, Miss Ray, they will tell you the same thing I am, to which I replied, well, let me see for myself. For the first time in my life, I left the OBGYN office feeling completely and utterly defeated. How did I let this happen? Fertility challenges? No, absolutely not. That couldn't be my narrative. I then got home like most of us do when we receive news from the doctor. I went directly to WebMD and typed in the things my OBGN told me that I could remember from the haze I was in after being told that I had quote-unquote fertility challenges. Because listen, you have to understand, at this point, while I had issues with my cycle as it pertains to hormonal birth control, I had no idea that I could possibly be met with fertility challenges. After all, I was just 35. I was seeing various celebrities like Mariah Carey and Janet Jackson and many others having children far beyond 35. Fast forward, after spending hours and hours on WebMD, I checked my email and saw that the referral had been approved. My insurance 
I could go see a fertility specialist. The next morning, I got up early and called the office, made my appointment. I just knew that once I went to the fertility specialist, I would be told that everything my OBGYN told me had been a gross error and that actually all was well and that whenever I decided, I could look towards family planning. Once the appointment was made, I put my quote-unquote fertility challenges to the back of my mind and just did life. Fast forward, I found myself in the office of the fertility clinic. I eagerly sat in the waiting room of the fertility clinic, nervously fidgeting around in my seat and giving maximum effort not to make eye contact with the other women in the waiting area. I scanned the magazine rack for something to occupy my mind until I was called. I was immediately irritated by the magazine selection. Like, who wants to flip through parenting magazines when you might be about to find out that your lady parts are in shambles? Okay, I realized that might be a tad bit dramatic, but hey, I was feeling all of the feelings at that time, sitting in that fertility clinic at 35. So I hear my name called and I gather myself. Then I say, Tasha, you got this. I go into the office, which was nice and inviting. The woman behind the desk smiled kindly. And then she asked, so what brings you in today? I said, well, to be honest, I received some troubling feedback and results from my regular OBGYN about my fertility. And I'm hoping to, one, either have those results be interpreted differently or I need a game plan because I want to become a mom one day. She looked at me and said, is your husband or partner in the waiting area? If so, you can bring them in and I'll review your charts and then we can continue with the consultation. Suddenly, I felt my face turning red. I could hear my heartbeat in my ears. I was hit with the wave of questions like, oh, Tasha, why are you even here? Your life ducks aren't even in line. You don't even have a life partner. I was snatched back to reality with the warm voice of the fertility specialist saying, if you can came along today, that is completely fine. And we can schedule a follow up to go over it with your husband or partner, to which I replied, that won't be necessary. It's just me. She said, well, that's perfectly fine as well. She then began to explain the findings of my previous test and said that she would want to do additional and in-depth testing, but that she agreed with the conclusions of my OBGYN that I would have challenges on the pathway to becoming a mother. My heart dropped. I felt tears welling up in my eyes. She said, I know that information is hard to hear. But there are options. I left the office of the fertility specialist feeling both hopeful and defeated. 
Over the next few months, I went to a nutritionist and designed a food regimen to help balance my hormones, which was one of the major barriers to motherhood I would have to overcome in order to become a mom one day. Now see, my plan at this time was that I would follow the guidance of the medical professionals being the fertility specialists and nutritionists, and that once I got my fertility on track, I would then turn my attention to getting my quote-unquote life ducks together so that I would have a family to bring a child or children into. Now, Once this journey began, I started feeling trapped by societal norms, and this journey was the origin of choosing to redefine and cultivate the life I wanted versus the one I felt I was expected to have. You know, the conveyor belt of life, graduating college, beginning a career, being successful, in said career, dating, and then getting married, then children within the holy confines of marriage. That was the paradigm in which I viewed life and by extension myself for the majority of my life. So many times, though, I realized that, well, my life didn't seem to meet that criteria that criteria. Well, as it pertains to educational and professional pursuits, yes, by and large, but personally, my life was going according to an entirely different trajectory. Those that follow me on social media know that I gave birth to my amazing daughter, Isabella Hope, in January of 2020. In doing so, I defied the odds and the projections of my fertility specialist. Being that I had so many challenges in the area of fertility and also my pregnancy, I opted not to publicly share my pregnancy journey because should things not happen accordingly, I didn't want to grieve publicly about the loss of my child because after all, I was single. Thankfully, that wasn't my story. I share all this to say that when I received the diagnosis and feedback from the fertility specialist and my OBGYN, my plan was to just check that box off my life list. Listen, I am a list maker. I am also a Leo and I am a type A personality. So I am forever making lists. So my plan didn't include becoming a single mom. After all, I was told pregnancy wasn't an option for me without medical or fertility intervention. But that's a topic for another day. I will share how I found out I got pregnant and all of the things in another episode. Needless to say, I became pregnant I then started to worry about the pitfalls of becoming a statistic and feeling defined by it versus everything else I am and have become and have accomplished. You know, the statistic of being a single black mom and all of the stigma that comes along with that. Let's not forget the titles, baby mama, 
in the cloud <laughs> that that um, can sometimes bring along with it. But now many of us that find ourselves to be single moms are choosing to also redefine that term. Now that I'm on the other side of my pregnancy and consider myself to be a new mom, even with a 16-month-old, my perspectives have, shall we say, evolved. Whew. That was a lot. Now, shifting gears a bit, I have plenty of dating experience. And let me tell you, dating in my 20s and 30s and now heading into my 40s is a whole different playing field. There's moments when I have fantasies and unrealistic thoughts connected to only the good aspects of marriage. But let's be real. Like, there's a lot of work sacrificing self-awareness and emotional intelligence that goes into marriage. That's not to say that I am anti-marriage. I'm just not overtly pro-marriage as it applies to my life. Don't get it twisted. There's multiple benefits to marriage, but in my view, I'm not interested at this stage at acquiring the role of wife and all that entails simply because that's the societal expectation. Realizing I could redefine womanhood and by extension motherhood on my terms is such an incredibly empowering place to be. Listen, People choose to switch careers and take up all manner of interest in pursuit of fulfillment. My rhetorical question is, why can't I apply the same energy and mindset to how I approach and navigate relationships? Well, I'm here to tell you that once you let go of the shame and fear that's been ingrained into your psyche about Sexuality outside of marriage, it's completely liberating to begin a journey of self-discovery. Again, I'm not giving advice or giving a roadmap of how to by any means. I'm just sharing some things I've discovered along this path to enlightenment and evolution that I'm currently on. Now, this is no shade to the super saved and religious or Christian affiliate, affiliated among my listeners. I'm just saying that for me, spirituality is an ever-evolving journey and awakening. It's a path that doesn't neatly fit into a biblical worldview. For me, I find connection to self and spirit through meditation, nature, acknowledgement and connection to the divine feminine, journaling, yoga, sage clearing of space, and the utilizing of crystals to aid me in my pursuit of inner peace. That isn't to say that I don't believe or acknowledge the creator in my own way. I connect and commune with the divine daily 
After all, without the creator or the divine, there would be no me. So I absolutely believe that the creator has given me gifts of self-awareness, among others, including experiences that have brought like-minded people into my life to foster and support my growth and evolution. Mind you, the beautiful thing about taking an active role in my path to elevation means I might circle back around to a more Christian or biblical-based lifestyle. But until then, I'm happy and find deep meaning, connection, and fulfillment on my current spiritual path. At this point, I have chosen to unapologetically be my authentic self. That is hella scary, to be honest. Choosing to live my authentic truth takes heart and guts. Choosing to examine what resonates and what doesn't in all areas of life is a massive undertaking, but it's one that I feel I needed to do. Listen, cognitive dissonance is real. The conflict that occurs when your life experiences seem to clash with your belief system, be it the one you consciously chose to live by or the one you adopted because it was passed down in some way. Well, I choose to actively seek intellectual and social interaction to challenge me and push me past my comfort in an effort to illuminate my path of self-acceptance and discovery. It is such a joy to express my truth. My goal in this podcast is to hold space. It is such a joy to express my truth. My goal is in this podcast is to hold space, to affirm and validate all experience that make us who we are as women, being careful to not limit the dialogue with what can be restrictive religious overtones and judgments. No matter where you find yourself on the spirituality or religious sliding scale, no, there is a place for you here. I will seek to listen, vibe, and amplify our stories because, well, no matter where you find yourself in life, your experiences matter. Understand, I see you, hear you, and extend nothing but respect and seek to send positive energy to you as we take this journey together into womanhood decoded. Again, I am your host, Tasha Ray. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, join the village, and connect with me on Instagram at Womanhood Decoded Podcast or on Patreon at Womanhood Decoded. I am so excited to have you on this journey. Until next time, sending you nothing but positive energy and good vibes.